Well, a very good Friday, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live 2021. This is our first program of the new year. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. Happy New Year. And we're happy to be here. Uh, we haven't been here for a while. We did a lot of music during Chris Advent and Christmas. Right. Uh, but uh, we're back, so we're happy you're back. And we have a lovely program lined up for you today. Two of our favorite people are here to start the new year, and uh, Deacon Anthony Sio will be here a little later on with his senior spirituality segment. And coming up this hour, our friend from the desert southwest, blogger and now published author, Claire mm-hmm. Dwyer. So we'll talk to Claire about her brand new book, The Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. A very little-known saint, or I didn't know anything about St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, but anyway, Claire's written a book, uh, A Spiritual Journey, and um, we'll talk to her about that. Jim is here with the weather. We're going to play Name That Tune and uh, all kinds of stuff. So happy you are here. If you're uh, tuned in at 4 o'clock on this January 8th. Crisp January oh, was it? I haven't been outside since Pretty early this crisp morning. Out there. Is it? But, you know, it could be below zero. I mean, you, you, I for January, <laughs> sure. That's right. We're having a mild January. Let it stay that way. And uh, That's right. And we're coming to you live on our YouTube channel, so you can watch the program if you like. Go to youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia. And uh, I don't think we're on our Facebook page today. I don't know why, something with technology. But that's okay. We're on, we're on YouTube, so you can tune in that way if you want to watch so the program. So if you're driving, stay tuned for the next two hours if you get stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pray, and uh, we're going to pray this beautiful prayer, and I, it was brought to my attention on the Feast of the Holy Family when I was up at Mass at St. Magdalene's in Flemington, and they passed out a copy of this prayer to all, all the uh, people in attendance, and we prayed it uh, before the beginning of Mass, and it's a, a consecration of the family to the Holy Family of Nazareth, a beautiful prayer, mm-hmm. and uh, as you know, Holy Father uh, has declared a year of Saint to Saint Joseph this year, and, and we wouldn't have the Holy Family if we didn't have Saint Joseph. That's right. And Deacon uh, Anthony will be here a little later on to talk specifically about Saint Joseph. But we'll pray this prayer to the Holy Family. I'm trying to get bulk copies of it so I can send them out to you if you want them for free. But I uh, can make that happen. Okay. Well, I'm counting on that then. All right then. So let's begin, my friends, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Lord Jesus, you lived in the home of Mary and Joseph in Nazareth. There you grew in age, wisdom, and grace as you prepared to fulfill your mission as our Redeemer. We We entrust entrust our our family family to you. O blessed Mary, you are the mother of our Savior. At Nazareth you cared for Jesus and nurtured him in the peace and joy of your home. We We entrust entrust our our family family to you. you. O Saint Joseph, you provided a secure and loving home for Jesus and Mary and gave us a model of fatherhood while showing us the dignity of work. We We entrust entrust our family family to you. Holy Family, we consecrate ourselves and our family to you. May we be completely united in a love that is lasting, faithful, and open to the gift of new life. Help us to grow in virtue, to forgive one another from our hearts, and to live in peace all our days. Keep us strong in faith, persevering in prayer diligent in our work, and generous toward those in need. May our home, O Holy Family, truly become a domestic church where we reflect your example in our daily life. Amen. Amen. Jesus, Jesus, Mary, Mary, and and Joseph, Joseph, pray pray for us. us. 
And we'll also include our little uh, prayers to St. Michael and uh, to the Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium Prayer. been praying these prayers uh, regularly for over two years at the request of our Holy Father. And Holy Father asked that we pray these prayers specifically with the intention to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. And we've also added the intention to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. So we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our our protection protection against against the wickedness and snares of the devil. devil. May May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers. O glorious glorious and blessed Virgin, amen. Amen. And we do pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray Pray for for us. us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray Pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray Pray for us. And I'm adding this year, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray Pray for us. And Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray Pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. He Amen. has many titles, St. Joseph, and you like terror I of love demons. terror. I got that That's from Father powerful. Manises. I got that from Father Manises. He prays that at the beginning of uh, one of his programs. Okay. Uh, and uh, I like that terror of demons, like they just shake in terror when That's they think St. Joseph. That's right. Well, we need him this year, well, yeah. as Deacon Anthony will share with us a little bit later. That's right. So we do hope you had a, a, a beautiful Christmas. Actually, Still having Christmas. We are. Still having Christmas. Not We heard the bishop say that mm-hmm. Christmas, you are still in Christmas season. Until the baptism of the Lord. Which and is in Sunday. the old days, you might remember it would go. You would have your tree up and your lights on and, uh, you know, wishing Merry Christmas until February 2nd, the presentation of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So some people still observe that. I remember many years ago, we had gotten a live tree that you would go out in the cart, you know, and, and you would pick it and they would chop, oh, it, chop it down. Chop yeah. it down. Uh-huh. And that lived forever. I I think it was St. Patrick's Day and that tree was still up because it smelled so Not beautiful. Us. And, no, 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 no. When, when I was a child, uh-huh. because I would have a piano teacher that would come to the house and I would tell my parents, you know, the Christmas tree is still up, but it smelled lovely and it was healthy and fresh hmm. and we just. Took our time getting it down. My sister does that up in Vermont. Oh, I think hers is up year round. <laughs> now, will she decorate it for the different holidays? I don't know what she does. Like it. I know it turns brown. <laughs> it's dead. But she's an old hippie, so you know yeah. they do <laughs> they things a little off off beat, yeah. off the beaten path. <laughs> but then she gets a new one for Christmas. I would imagine she doesn't keep the same one up for years and years. It's really a Charlie Brown tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a new one for Christmas. I see. Anyway, we're we're hoping you had a, a pleasant Christmas and a happy New Year, and uh, praying that this year is a year filled with good things and, and whatever the Lord wills. But um, certainly can't get any worse than last year. Well, don't say that. <laughs> well, don't I guess it can, that. right? But, I guess uh, it can. We do wish you in in all. God's goodness and will, all good things for 2021. We mm-hmm. just have to keep our chin up and stay positive and full of hope and stay close to God. Get back to the faith. Are you a little bit lax in maybe some of your devotions? Let's stop focusing on the news and the negativity and, and all that other stuff. I saw on Facebook, and I too, I was a member of a group that every day, you know, would just spew about whatever the latest happening was, and I would read all that stuff. And now 
I thought, I'm shutting that down. And the other friends that I have on Facebook, it's nice to post their, um, to read their posts of, what do you call it, New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. A lot of them say, I'm just, I'm getting back to church uh, activity and, you know, more ministry involvement. And uh, someone says, I'm just going to dedicate this year to growing in my relationship with the Lord. Boy, if we could all just have that as a resolution, things mm. will take care of themselves. I actually I actually unfriended some people on my Facebook page mm. a few months ago. People who are my friends, but they were, it was too political. I didn't want to hear anything political. I, I don't yeah. want that's And I think, and I was saying this to the bishop earlier, and I said it on my program the other day, that I'm just really feeling that right now. I'm hoping and praying that people just say, you know what, okay. Enough of that. Everything is, seems to be settling in into a certain direction. Nothing we can do about it. Let's get back to the basics, the foundation of our faith, and uh, hopefully Stop people arguing. will come back here and just be at peace. That's mm -hmm. what I want. Peace, charity, love. Unity. Unity. You know, stop the division and, uh, you know, let's just and make this a year of, of true building up the kingdom, not tearing it down. So. Right. Physically tearing it down. Yeah. We need to move forward. Mm -hmm. So hopefully. And how can we do that, but maybe with a spiritual journey? That's right. And we're going to be joined by our friend, Claire Dwyer, uh, who has written and had published now her very first. In fact, the last time we spoke with her, she told us it was going to be coming out That's soon, right. right? And it came out this week. And it's funny because I had I had emailed Claire last week, and I didn't know about the book. And uh -huh. she had written a, 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 on her blog uh, spot there at uh, eventhesparrow.com. She blogged about uh, a particular topic, and I thought that would be a nice topic to, to talk about. So I emailed her, and I said... Well, would you like to join us on Friday and talk about the, your latest blog? And then I got word that her book was coming out. I said, wait a minute, you have a new book. <laughs> oh. she, she, Well, as of, I guess, Wednesday when I communicated with her last, she herself had not even received a copy of it yet. Oh, wow. But it's out. It is out. And, um, in fact, the publisher is sending us a copy. And right now all I have is a digital copy. Good. But it's called The Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. And so Claire's going to join us in just a few minutes. So we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by our friend Claire Dwyer. So you stay where you are, friends. There's a lot more to come on Friday Live.
Well, welcome back, friends, on this lovely January 8th, 2021. And uh, Claire Dwyer works for the Avila Foundation as editor and contributor of their website, spiritualdirection.com. Her work is also featured on various Catholic sites, including her own blog, eventhesparrow.com. She's a frequent speaker on the saints, spirituality, respect for life, mission and vocation of women in the church. And she is a great friend of ours, and we wanted to start the year off uh, in a beautiful way, and we want to welcome her to the program because now she is officially a published author. Claire, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much. It's good to be here. How are my favorite radio hosts? <laughs> oh, we're fine. We're How's fine. our favorite new author? I'm excited. Yeah. It's, Congratulations. It's first time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Right. And this and, and the book is called um, The Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. And I believe it released this week. Am I right, Claire? Yeah. You know what? I just heard from the publisher. It arrived in the warehouse today. Wow. So it's it's technically not even pre-order. I think now you can uh, go to Sophia Institute um, dot com forward slash this present paradise and order it or of course Amazon and get it I believe in a couple days which is crazy I don't even have my own copy yet so I got a, I got a digital I got too. a digital copy today <laughs> you can send it did to you? Claire I did <laughs> I have a digital copy oh okay all right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. okay good good you probably have the original digital that's copy. right you probably have many digital copies <laughs> and <laughs> what does it feel like Claire I mean I, I just I can't imagine well it's it's exciting. It feels like um, I describe it as a labor of love. You feel called to something by God, and it took me about two years, start to finish from concept to, mm. you know, the final product. And so it's this long process that you feel like a collaborator with the Holy Spirit, and sometimes it just feels like an act of obedience. <laughs> and you <laughs> are like, really, Lord, why did, why, you know, choose somebody else? But I felt convicted that this Saint, St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, who's a relatively new saint. She was beatified by Pope John Paul II in uh, 1984 mm. and just canonized in 2016 by Pope Francis. So she's relatively new, but man, since then she's kind of exploded on the scene. And I felt like I wanted to share her with the world. I encountered her several years ago in one of my classes at the Avila Institute. And um, fell in love with her and really saw her life and her spirituality as a beautiful bridge between the laity in the world, in the midst of our daily cares and routine, and the deep Carmelite spirituality that encountered God in the depths of prayer. And she um, is a beautiful synthesis of both. Well, let's find out about her. The book is called The Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. And we're talking with our friend and the author of the book, Claire Dwyer. You said, Claire, that you, and I always feel like the saints find us. We don't find them. So how did, how did, how did St. Elizabeth of the Trinity find you? Well, like I said, I was taking a class on, um, on spirituality, Eastern spirituality, actually with the Avalon Institute, Eastern Christian spirituality, I should say. And um, it was talking about union with God, and we were invited to read one of the retreats of St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, and I had never heard of her. Mm-hmm. So I just opened the book and started to read, and I just fell in love with this young French woman who was a contemporary of St. Therese and had a similar spirituality to her. But 
the work of hers that we were reading was a retreat that she wrote for her sister, who was a mother of two Mm. and was at home with, you know, raising two little girls and had a husband and a very busy, active life with a musician. And this Carmelite from the convent was writing reflections for this mom. And I was a mom. I have six kids. I have a busy life. And I felt like she was speaking directly to me. Mm. And so um, I was delighted to find her and had the idea soon after. I would really like to introduce her to everybody else, too. Mm. Well, the, uh, it's talking about a spiritual journey. So tell us about the book itself and, and, and how you compiled it and, and what people can expect when they— Uh, enter into your book? Sure. Well, the book is um, organized chronologically around her life, but each chapter, and they're very short chapters, um, but each chapter also has kind of a universal theme attached to it. So, um, you know, saints have, are human, they have lives very much like ours. They experience, you know, friendship and suffering and seasons of waiting and family conflicts. And so for every little part of her life, there's something that we can learn. And so each chapter um, has something about her life and then a universal theme that I invite readers to kind of enter in with me and meditating on and how, I mean, there's stories from my own life in there, questions for reflection at the end of each chapter. So um, it is really a spiritual journey, and I hope that at the end of it, people will have a better understanding, not just of Elizabeth, but of the Lord and also of themselves. Is it a book uh, that is written more so for women, or will men also benefit from this? Well, it's written um, it's written by a woman, about a woman, and so I would imagine that women would be attracted to it, but I really have a hope that men will grab it and find something for them, too. It's not just for women, for sure. Maybe we'll be able to understand women a little better if we read that book. I don't know if that's possible, <laughs> but you can try, Jim. <laughs> All right. All right. And that's a, if Cheryl that's a, hasn't been able to help you do that until now, I don't know. That's right, because, you know, we... we <laughs> this might be my last we resort. Celeb- we celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary a couple oh, weeks ago. So, so congratulations. Long time, that's long fantastic. time. And, of course, we're going to take our little, little winter jaunt out to the desert southwest next month, so... Uh, we look forward to that too, but um, I, I think I guess as I was reading again, I got a digital copy just this morning, so I was skimming through it. But I do like the fact that at, at the end of each of the chapters, you do put in questions and and reflections that make people think and and how. So someone really could take this and go on a personal journey on the, on their own, a little on retreat, the, right? Right. That's my hope. I'm working on a journal right now that I'll put up on my website, like a downloadable um, journal that you can print out with those questions and just take it with you to adoration or use it as your daily prayer time. Or maybe, you know, uh, boy, that would be ideal if I could get on a silent retreat and do that. Mm -hmm. That would be fabulous. But yeah, it is an opportunity to really encounter the Lord and ask him some deep questions about what he's doing in your own life as you read about hers. Do you think this year, after having gone through it, what all of us went through last year and it's still going through this year with the mm-hmm. with the pandemic, that it, it, this is something that would help people to kind of put things in a better perspective as far as their life goes and where God wants them to be and how to deal with some of these uh, situations we've had to deal with? Because I know you do mention the first the, the first chapter, I believe, is is you're talking about the the death uh, of um, of um, Elizabeth's father and and. 
so th- these are real, real situations that people have to deal with, and you help in the writing or through the writings of uh, St. Elizabeth the, uh, to overcome these. Well, yeah. I mean, the saints had to suffer through things that were unexpected, unintended, um, not really what they would have chosen. I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest takeaways for me about her life is that she had this season of about seven years where she, between she her discernment of a vocation and desire to enter the Carmelite convent in her actual entrance. So for seven years, this young woman wanted to become a Carmelite, and her mother, who was a widow, like you said, her father died when she was young, refused to give her permission because she was a good daughter and because she knew that the her mother's um, her mother was really standing in the place of God as far as manifesting his will for her. She uh, obeyed, and she did not enter until her mother finally relented when she was 21 years old. And she would die, by the way, when she was 26. So she only lived in the convent for five years, but wrote prolifically during that time. But anyway, she had this season where she couldn't do what she wanted to do. And we're all in that season where we're just like, okay, Lord, I mean, it's every day is kind of whatever it brings. I don't, I hesitated to even buy a planner this year. I was like, do I even, can I even plan a week out? We just don't know. I tell you, the, she, my, my worst purchase, my biggest waste of money was a planner for 2020. And I thought, Hello, do I right? even dare 2021? God is up there <laughs> laughing. But um, it is, it's almost like just day by day and you know, being faced with unexpected things and how it's all about how we react to things. You know, we, we, we can't get ourselves stressed and full of anxiety. It's we just need to take it as it comes and, and pray our way through it. And it sounds to me like a, a journal would be so perfect for us to have a little bit of introspect, you know, of, of how we would react to certain things. Yeah, we'll ditch the planner and we'll grab a journal. And yeah, I think <laughs> we'll that's look the way. back on that journal. That'll be our little, mm-hmm. you know, memento of the year. Yeah, I think it's that's true. It. But anyway, see, so Saint Elizabeth had to learn to surrender to the will of God, which became, you know, a pillar of her own spirituality. So when she entered the convent, she could share it with the rest of us because she had learned it herself. She couldn't. The Lord was in control. Mm-hmm. She had to wait on Him. Life doesn't always work out the way that we would want it, but it always works out better because if we give it to God, he'll make something, you know, beautiful come of it. And he sure did in her life. We're talking with Claire Dwyer and uh, her brand new book is called The Present uh, Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. And it's published by Sophia Institute Press. That's sophiainstitute.com. When you were writing the book, uh, Claire, did you find out anything new about St. Elizabeth or something that touched you that you, you, you didn't really think about before about her life that really made you even love her more? Um, well, I really came to love a lot of things about Elizabeth of the Trinity, but uh, there was one letter that she wrote to her superior before she died, and she tucked it away. She knew she was dying. She... Um, left it for Mother Germaine to find after she died. It really touched me, though, because it's, it's a, one of now considered one of her major works, and it's called Let Yourself Be Loved. Mm. And to this woman who had been her confidant, her teacher, her nurse, she literally lived next to her in the infirmary while she was dying. She, she suffered for almost a year before she died. She wrote this beautiful testimony of how what the Lord wanted most from her was to just allow herself to let him love her. Mm. 
And it is one of the most profound and beautiful things I've ever read. And uh, it touched me so much. That's at the end of the book. I have a reflection on that. Beautiful. Uh, Again, friends, the book is called This Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, published by Sophia Institute Press, and their web address is sophiainstitute.com. We're talking with our friend and the author of the book, uh, Claire Dwyer. And Claire, you know, I'm, we Cheryl and I talk about you often because you know you're kind of you're you're in the place like our second home out there in mm-hmm. in Arizona. And we were wondering, are, we were reading about Arizona recently, saying it's it's one of the states that's really being hit pretty hard right now. Are things still opened up or closed up? Or are you how are you how are you surviving? Yeah, what's the landscape out there? You know, it's uh, we're. I don't know compared to the rest of the country, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, restaurants and stores are open. We're just kind of, you know, doing our social distancing, mask wearing thing. Um, masses are are being said. Sacraments are being celebrated. Everybody's just being a little bit more careful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, my kids had their Christmas concert today. Oh, it's all weird. It's <laughs> just like, okay, we didn't have it, you know, before Christmas. It's really not any different, but we're having it now. I don't yeah. know. But <laughs> I, I, Everything's upside down. I, I, I heard on the news this morning that the Tucson Diocese is not going to allow masses to be heard between now and February 7th or 6th, something like that. Tucson. I yeah, had Tucson. not heard that. Phoenix, there are still being masses. Said. Yeah. That makes sense now yeah. because the diocese did release something that said they would just continue doing uh, yeah. You know, limiting limiting attendance in the churches and yeah. Yeah, mask wearing, but we were going to that they were going to continue with the sacraments. So, well, that's okay. good. And I think yeah. uh, to listeners, this is a great book that uh, it would be a great time to read it and just kind of put yourself in the presence of Almighty God and read the beautiful journal, spiritual journey with Saint Elizabeth of the of the Trinity. The book is called This Present Paradise. Uh, written by Claire Dwyer, published by Sophia Institute Press. That's sophiainstitute.com. And uh, Claire, God bless you for all the good work you're doing. And, and um, I, it's an exciting time for you and your family to have your first published book, and we're, we're excited for you. Well, I can't thank you enough for having me on again. It's always great to talk to you, and may St. Elizabeth of the Trinity pray for all of us during this time. Amen. 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 Claire, God bless you. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon, Claire. Thank you. Same Thank to you. you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, friends. Uh, Claire Dwyer, again, the book is called This Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. Uh, com is the website, but I'm sure you can find it in any good Catholic bookstore or outlet, and uh, we hope and you, you know, do. And you have to create your own little corner of paradise. No one's going to do it for you. That's right. And you're certainly not going to find it by trying to follow the ways of the you know, current media or mainstream culture. I I think you just have to remove yourself from that. Find a nice little corner to read, to journal, go to adoration, get closer to Christ, learn about the saints. And um, you, just like they say, you know, you have to create your own happiness. No Mm -hmm. one's going to, you have to depend on yourself to do it. That's right. All right, let's take a break and we'll be back. And Jim is here with the weather. So stay tuned. Don't go away.
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. Alrighty, and here, brand new 2021 forecast, our favorite weather forecaster, the chief meteorologist here at Domestic Church Media, Jim Hoffman. Hey, Jimbo. Hey, how's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and your family. It's been a while, but uh, we're happy to have you back. Yeah, it's, it's, so I um, I keep my weather notes in a notebook on my computer, and I was looking at the, the last time I did the weather, the temperature at the time of the broadcast was about uh, 60 degrees, 62 degrees. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I think it was back in, was it November the last time? We yeah, did? yeah, it was. So that's, that's how long ago it was. Wow. It was back oh when we were in the 60s. <laughs> wow. And here we are in the thick of January, but not that bad. But not too bad at all. No. No, you know, it could be, you know, my wife, Jackie, she always complains because it was cold today. You know, it was in the low, thir- low to the 30s. She says, uh, typical New Jersey weather, it's in the low 30s, and there's no snow. But <laughs> when we do get weather, it usually jumps up into the 40s, and we get rain. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so you had a good Christmas and a happy New Year with uh, just just the family, or were you out uh, gallivanting? <laughs> well, it was, it was low-key. Um, we, we didn't do much. I, I was off for about a week and a half and just hung around the house mostly. We to go up to um, my uh, sister-in-law's house to spend Christmas Day, which is nice. Not too many people were there, but it was great good mm-hmm. to see the family. And it was good just to unplug and, you know, just uh, be around good family and not have to you know, get away from the stresses of work. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. and we, we, missed, yeah. we, missed, we missed seeing you, uh, I guess, December when we had a snow event. Back in December, yeah, oh, right. That it just was, seems uh, so long ago. I I can barely remember it. Yeah. I know, and it's well. There's still every once in a while, I still see a little bit of the snow around. You know, where they piled it up in the uh, parking yeah. lots. I still see a little bit of that. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I, I'm still amazed that some of it is. I know it was plowed into piles, but it would think by now, with all, especially after all the rain that we had at Christmas and. The heat. Anyway, new new year, new season, a new a new time. Uh, what do we have in store weather-wise? Well, the chilly weather is going to continue. Um, so if you look outside now, it's um, it was cloudy. It was, we were expecting the sun to come out a little bit more than it did, but um, there were a couple of peaks of it, but most of the day was cloudy. Uh, right now, around the area, it's pretty much 35 degrees, except in Freehold, where it's 34, Seaside Heights, 33, everywhere else, Ewing, Hamilton, Hamilton, Cape May, Beach Haven, they're all in the uh, mid-30s, right, 35 degrees. So as we head into tonight, uh, the cloudy conditions will continue, low around 25. Saturday, mostly sunny, and you're 40. Now it's going to be breezy tomorrow. The winds will be out of the north 10 to 15 miles an hour. We could have gusts as high as 25, so uh, be careful of those. High winds. I probably, I don't know, I was thinking of going biking tomorrow, but when the winds get that high, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but, um, so I, I, I think I told you once, my my temperature for going uh, biking is 50 degrees. 50 degrees or higher, I'll go biking. If it's less than 50, I stay in. But wow. um, I was out there today. It was 30, 
two degrees when I went out, and I was out biking today. Oh. Wow. Well, just it was cold. Yeah, I mean, I think even clothing. Okay, double weather, uh, double um, clothing. You know, double layers. But the yep. wind on your face. You know. Yeah, today wasn't too bad. I, I doubled up on the clothing. My my hands were a little cold. I did, did have gloves on, but I have new gloves coming. I just ordered them, so um, I shall fix that, and I'll be toasty warm next time I go out running. So I mean, biking. I'm running. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I think we're on Saturday night, <laughs> Saturday night, mostly clear, low 25, Sunday sunny, high 40, Sunday night, mostly clear, low again, around 25, and then Monday, first day of the work week, sunny with a high near 40, and just looking at the next week, we're looking at lows in the upper 20s to around 30 and highs in the 40s, so a little bit, I would say, a little bit above normal, but um not too bad. This is, you know, it's January. So right. This is what we expect from cold weather, right? And this is, I think, traditionally the coldest month of the year. And we're still in the forest. Yeah, it's like late January and early February, and then we start to warm up a bit. Yeah, and that's something to look forward to. So, But, um, hey, listen, who can complain? If it's the middle of Jan- almost the middle of January and we're, we're not having any major snow or ice storms, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The snow and the ice kind of scares me now. I was like, uh, uh-oh, if I see the patch of ice, I know I'm going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Am I not? laughs> I'm with you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Jim, thank you so much. It's good to hear your voice. Good to have you back. And uh, we'll look forward to a, a, a much better, happier, and healthier year in 2021. And thanks for being a part of our family yep. here. Let's all, let's all play on that for sure. Amen. 2021. Amen. All thanks, right. Jim. Have a great weekend. God, God bless, bless you. you. Thank you. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. It's time to name that Catholic tune. Time to name that Catholic tune now in its 15th season, 2020, 2021. My fear is we're going to be getting rusty. I mean, you don't hear a lot of hymns. Well, we are rusty. We are rusty. I'm I'm kind of fumbling around here with all my technology. (laughs) So bear with us, Whereas before, it was just a smooth, uh, I knew exactly where to go. But after taking a a month off of this program, it's uh, at all... I'm trying to keep an eye on everything, and so this is a practice run. We'll be, we'll. Because you know, I turned up Social Security age in December. You know, I know. We better slow down. Sixty-six. I, <laughs> it's time. Although I don't think I'm retiring anytime soon. I nope. hope. Nope. I hope not. <laughs> as long as you could reach all those dials That's and right. not fall I can off be the here. chair. That's right. Just get me in here. Just get me behind the mic, and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll wheel you in. All right. So here's the game. Uh, Cheryl's going to give us some information about uh, today's. A Catholic tune, and when you think you know what it is, just jot it down or keep it in the, the f- front of your mind there, and Cheryl's g- going to play a little bit of it on the piano for you, too. And then when that happens, you can give us a call, 609-493-8255. That's the, that's the contest line, 609-493-8255. But don't call until Cheryl plays a little bit on the keyboard over here mm-hmm. uh, for you. But, and that'll uh, be a dead giveaway. I think the phones are going to be ringing off the hook. Oh, 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 I better get it ready here. Then. Yeah. It's not just a Catholic hymn. It is a 
It's a carol. Uh-oh, we're still in Christmas time. We are. So I thought, how appropriate to still tap into Christmas. But the funny thing about this particular Christmas carol, if you really study the text, it's very appropriate throughout the year whenever the theme of the kingdom is observed. Because if we obey the good Lord and we are trying to get to the kingdom, our life should be joyful and will certainly be joyful when we get there. Mm. So, But to play this or sing this in mid-July, say, heads will turn. You know, you, you just hear it at Christmas. Because it's Christmas. It, it is really associated with Christmas. But it, the text is... Um, drawn from Psalm 98 and 96, and it makes the connection between the coming of Christ into this world and the beginning of that restoration. Isaac Watts is the author of the text, 1719, and of course we know there's a, a collaborative effort, so the melody, they uh, it is rumored, I do not know if it's a fact, but you will read this in certain documents. The melody is a paraphrase or, you know, politely borrowed from a fragment of Handel's Messiah. So if you know that piece of trivia, you already might know what our Christmas carol mm -hmm. is. It's the most published hymn in North America, and it sounds a little bit like this. Okay, 609 493-8255. When you know what the carol is, give us a call. 609-493-8255. Are you ready? We're ready. I'm only going to play a little bit. Okay. Whoa, that was a little bit. Okay, 609-493-8255. If you know today's Catholic tune slash carol... Give us a call, 609-493-8255. Better play. Oh, someone's calling already. I mean, I could play more, but this let's is a, see. Someone very wise is giving us a call right now. Hi, uh, you're on the air. What's your name, and where are you calling from? This is Arlene, and I am calling from Cream Ridge. Aha, uh -huh, Arlene from Cream Ridge. And what do you think today's Catholic tune slash carol is? Joy to the world. Very Joy to the world. That's right. Very nice. And, and there's and there's, Cheryl was right. It only took a couple notes because I did not hear the uh, initial discussion that you had about it. Oh, ah, <laughs> okay. You got in there right at the tail end. All right. But, yeah. I did. I did. Pete came and got me and said, "Come on, it's time, you know, to hear Aww. the tune." Uh -huh. oh, fabulous. All right. Well, you are correct. Joy to the world. But everybody knows that one, right? It's so common. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. It's such a popular one at this time of year. And they heard it on our station many times in the That's course of the right, past four you're... weeks. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Now, how was it where you went to church um, over the Christmas holidays, New Year's Day or Epiphany or whatever you had? Were, were they singing like a, a verse or two of, of some of these carols? Um. We did not sing, um, only the cantors sang, okay. but of course there are people that sing, I think, under their masks, Yeah. Um, or, or at least humming along. Um, sure. You know, so it was not that way on Christmas, and it was also not that way on January 1st either. Mm. It's, yeah. it's, it's very hard. It, it, it is. You know, you, you kind of miss something when you're not all... Just all in yeah, and I enjoy very, these joyous hymns. Very distracting, and yeah. Celebrating. Mm -hmm. 
Right. I agree. Because really, all year, you know, Catholics are not famous for their singing, whereas our Protestant brothers and sisters, you know, they'll sing. The congregation sings in harmony, and they do all the verses of everything. But Mm -hmm. the Catholics will absolutely, the church is filled with song at Christmas time because everybody loves to sing Christmas carols, or at least I really, really think so. So. Uh I, agree. I I would have our cantor sing just one verse because I thought, well, if the people are going to join in, the, the first verse is usually well known, whereas you get into two and three and you, you completely forget what the words are. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. No, you're absolutely right. How is um, how is your and, and the music at our church is particularly good. Oh. Our choir is wonderful. Oh. The cantors are wonderful, and I think that the congregation so enjoys singing mm. along. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very difficult to not do that. Well, yeah. give a shout out then to your parish since you're singing their praises. Yeah, that's right. Is it Saint Christ? David the King. Saint, oh, Saint David, David the, King. the King. That's right. right. West, West Windsor, right? West Windsor. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember. How was your Christmas? Did, did you do anything special? Um, our Christmas was nice. It was quiet, and yeah. um, you know, small family gathering. Yeah. Um, we don't have a large family to begin with, but um, it, it was nice. It yeah. was nice, but. Um, you know, from what we hear from a lot of friends and all people with bigger families, it was very difficult yeah. for, for those. Right. How about for you guys? But it was the same. We really didn't gather with all the extended family members. It, would, it Just was us. kind of Jim and I. <laughs> <laughs> Just us. And we took turns cooking wonderful things. So, you know, it, it was quiet. It was it was low-key. But in a way, it was nice, Arlene. Um it was just like very calm and, you know, as long as I wouldn't get caught up in feeling bad about not seeing family and, and the grandchildren and, and all that. I, it right. was because I have a hectic schedule at church. So when that sure. was over to come home and just put my feet up and we'd have a little glass of wine or something and just relax. It, there was something nice about this last few weeks. So mm-hmm. now I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, um, it was just, just different. A change of pace. Yeah, that's right. It was that's just right. different. Well, we yeah. wish you all the best for 2021. All good things for you and Pete. And thanks for your prayers and your support. And uh, thanks. Uh, we wish thank- you the best as well and uh, a healthy and happy new year. Amen. And, and thanks for playing. Oh, you're welcome. We you know, I love this game. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good one. Bye bye. Right. Okay. Bye now. Bye bye. All right, friends. And uh, the tune today is joy to the world so let's go ahead and play it
go. Nice job, Mr. Jim. <laughs> you too. <laughs> well, you know, we brought in a little chamber orchestra so we could do that live for yeah, you right. right now in the studio. Right. Actually, I, I had uh, someone emailed me uh, over the uh, break there and said, um, "Is because I played some of that on my pro, uh, from our we said the, like the CD, the... but it's not really an official CD. It's mm. on a CD for us. We just kind of collected it. Right. We didn't have it produced. Never really mass produced it for yeah. C, for you know anyone else's. It was just for we our just, own enjoyment. And maybe a couple <clears throat> copies for the family or something. Yeah. And so no, it's not out there. You I think it was for your mom. You can't get I think it anywhere. We did that. Yeah. yeah. I think we did that for your mother. We did. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I think we just every year we did another. Just recorded songs. a few songs and just kind of put it all together. Yeah. But uh, anyway, joy to the world. Now, I did hear that Handel wrote the music. Is that not true? Well, the, there's discrepancy over that. So, um, But you're saying Lowell, it came from the Messiah. Yeah, Lowell Mason wrote the music. But the rumor is, the, the story is, that he drew from a melody from Handel's Messiah, which, of course, the Messiah is huge, not just Hallelujah Chorus. The entire, somewhere in there, he took a a melody and kind of rearranged it a little bit, and then he got the melody and continued it for Joy to the World, but there's no Mm. no proof. He just kind of went down down the scale. Oh, I know. It could be from Do, Re, Mi, from The Sound of Music. Which is another (laughs) thing we watched while we were very bored over over Christmas. Oh, my God. The Sunday before Christmas, it was on TV, so The mm-hmm. Sound of Music. And you said you had never seen the whole movie. And so there we were for So I said, well, look, we're going to put it on and we're going to watch it. Whether you like it or not, we're putting it on. And uh, But oh. I, I didn't know, and I asked you the question. I know the song Do, Re, Mi, that Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote the song for the musical, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if they made up the Do, Re, Mi part. But you said that's something that, that was always used to teach Yes. The word, the, the, the phrase, or the, the sound. I wonder, I would love to do this. Do we have a minute to take another phone call? Uh, we have no, about a minute left. No. Well, I wonder if some, well, it doesn't matter. I was going to say that's a, a great trivia question for somebody to win another prize. Because Do, Re, Mi existed long before Rogers the, and Hammerstein. that song. <clears throat> they just put a melody using those Right, and it's a system. It's a system, system of teaching the scale to the mu- to you know young music students. Do re mi, and it's called solfege. S O L F E. Is the guy's name solfege? Um, solfish? No, solfege. It's a system. It's oh, a system. Yeah, it's, it's not a it's name. A methodology. No, oh, oh, oh. no, his name is not solfish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. People, I think it's time for a break. Do, re, mi. But I think also, if I'm not mistaken, it, Richard Rogers wrote the music for all their musicals, and Oscar Hammerstein II wrote the lyrics. He composed some of that musical uh, production of The Sound of Music at his house up here in Bucks County, which is you can see from mm-hmm. the highway. There was a train ride you could take, mm, and they would yeah. go past Hammerstein's his house. Okay, let's take a break. Another hour coming up next hour. Uh, we have our gospel reflection. Father Chris Rogers is here for that. And then our good friend, Deacon Anthony Co., to talk about Good St. Joseph. So stay where you are, my friends. There's more to come on Friday Live.
Father Benedict Groeschel. Some great people have shown respect for God. Can I read you a little quotation from Albert Einstein, who many times showed a great respect for religion and was one of the great admirers of Pope Pius XII for his stand against the Holocaust during the Second World War. Einstein wrote, the fairest thing we can experience is the mysterious. It's the fundamental emotion that stands at the cradle of all true art and science. A knowledge of the existence of something we can't penetrate of the manifestations of the profoundest reason and the most radiant beauty, which are only accessible to our minds in the most elementary form. It is this knowledge and this emotion that constitute the truly religious attitude. Oh my, so beautifully said. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. Do you want to end abortion? Halt the attack on traditional marriage and ensure religious freedom for ourselves and for our grandchildren? To do this, we must convert the culture. St. Paul Street Evangelization is a grassroots initiative that recognizes this need and takes it to the streets. If you're interested in peacefully sharing the gospel in your area, visit streetevangelization.com to learn more. Bishop Robert Barron. When you say, well, my ego is the center of my life, my freedom. Okay, it sounds great. What I can envision, what I can desire in the immediacy of the moment. I mean, what a dull prospect. But to say that God's purposes are now my purposes. Well, that opens up, as, as Paul says in Ephesians, you know, this power already at work in me that can do infinitely more than I can ask or imagine. Or the Lord saying to Peter, you know, when you were a young man, you tied your own belt and went where you wanted to go. That's what young people do. But don't get stuck there because then the Lord says, well, you're an old man. Someone else will tie you up and take you where you don't want to go. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. So you don't, don't read that as something terrible. That's liberating. That's wonderful. Some greater power will tie you up and take you maybe where you never imagined you'd go. When you get beyond that little narrow space of your own ego and you're opened up now into the great space, that's what happens when Jesus becomes Lord. Now you're living. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. Uh, started drinking beer on Saturday nights, uh, sleeping in on Sunday mornings, missing Mass, and it just became a pattern and continued. Without God, I don't know where I'd be right now. I feel like I'm whole again. I know the importance of the Eucharist. I know the importance of the sacraments that I didn't know at a young age. I follow God's will because my desire is to get to heaven. Our, Our lives are rich and full by being members of the church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. The Eucharist is the one presence of Jesus that's real. It is the presence of God he promised to leave. I will not leave you orphans. There is no comparison between the other presences of God. The presence of God is in his word. The presence of God is in me and you, or you would dissolve into nothingness. The presence of God is in creation, in the air we breathe. But when that priest says, this is my body and this is my blood, that is the real presence of God. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. It is Jesus himself alive. The people you know and trust are on EWTN.
We asked people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. I gave a huge hug this morning. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I took the baby while she worked. Um, I sent my husband a love email. I have carried my wife's purse. I shopped. We talked. I made my wife laugh. She's still laughing. <laughs> what have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating Hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, friends. Another hour of Friday Live on this January 8th, 2021. And we're happy to have you here for another hour. Coming up this hour, we're going to start with our gospel reading for this Sunday. And our reflection this week is by our good friend from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, Father Chris Rogers. And then a little later on, uh, Deacon Anthony Sia will be here. And Deacon is from the uh, Diocese of Camden, and he'll be here for his senior spirituality segment, but specifically talking about St. Joseph. So we'll look forward to hearing from our good friend, Deacon Anthony Seal. Uh, but we will start with our gospel reflection for this Sunday, which is the baptism of the Lord. Right? That's right. Okay. And this is a reading from the book of Mark. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed, one mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son, with you, I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, you, to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Greetings, everyone, and praise be Jesus Christ. A happy new year to you. As we arrive to this second weekend of 2021, we might be a little startled at Mass this weekend to find the church celebrating the Lord's baptism. Startled because the nativity sets are still out. We still find ourselves in this Christmas season and we find our Lord still in a manger. And yet on this feast, on this weekend, we see Jesus being baptized not as a baby, but as an adult in the Jordan River by John. Some might ask why. Why do we celebrate the baptism of the Lord so close to this Christmas season, even in this Christmas season? Clearly, we are not recalling chronological time. 
we're not waiting 30 years before we remember the Lord's baptism. Rather, we celebrate it in this time because the feast of the Lord's baptism is a hinge moment for you and for me, for Christians throughout the world. Just three weeks ago, we watched and celebrated, we rejoiced in Emmanuel, God with us. We celebrated his birth. Now, as we recall his baptism, we not merely celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, but we call to mind our baptism, his birth in us, and not just for us. And that birth of God in us takes place in baptism. And so this weekend, which closes the Christmas season and begins the missionary work of Jesus Christ, is a hinge moment where we become not just spectators of Christmas, but participants in that very life of God. And this feast day, especially after this week in our own country, could not come at a more perfect time. My friends, we live in a hinge moment of history, both in our country and in our culture. Having experienced so much of this COVID pandemic, now is the time for us to take greater ownership of, greater custody of, a greater share in the life that has just been born, God's life in us. Now is the time for us to call to mind our baptism as we see Jesus baptized and to allow the identity that gives and all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to form us and transform us anew. Last week, in the psalm for the Epiphany, we prayed, Lord, let every nation on earth adore you. Maybe we should pray that psalm again. But this week at Mass, we pray not that psalm, but rather we will hear from a word of Isaiah. In fact, our psalm this weekend is a canticle, a canticle of great confidence and strength. And I close now with that canticle, Isaiah 12. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation. Give thanks to the Lord. Acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the world. 
Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. My friends, as we celebrate the Lord's baptism, we claim that baptism as our own and given the gifts of the Spirit, the identity in Christ, our participation in Him, we get to live Him anew. With great confidence, may we do that and may we grow in His grace. May God be with you in these days.
There you are. Hey, today is uh, January 8th. You know whose birthday it is? <laughs> uh, I'm drawing a blank. Somebody I'm supposed to know? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Is it a saint? Home. Oh, Elvis? <laughs> yeah. Today is Elvis's birthday. We could have played Elvis singing the rosary if we had thought we of it. We absolutely could have. Well, but I just remembered. Elvis. Yes. I wasn't the biggest fan. I never really was an Elvis fan, but, uh, you know. And I guess when I was younger, you know, maybe just for lack of anything else. He really was most popular in the 50s, and we were babies. Right. We were young. I can remember watching a couple of his movies, but maybe just because there was nothing else on. He peaked, you know, in the 60s. Most of the 50s was his real popularity. Yeah. Yeah, so I was born in 57. That's right. So. I was born in 54. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. There was a picture I saw online of these young people all lined up, and, and the movie marquee said Star Wars. That uh, was from 1977, mm-hmm. I guess, is when Star Wars was out, the first one. And the caption said, these are your grandparents waiting online to see Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yes. Which is probably true. That's right. That would, that would be. have been, it's, you know, it's it's uh, 77 is 48 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it 48? No, more than, a little less than that. 46 years ago. Okay. So you could be a grandparent at, at 46. My mother was. Absolutely. Wow. So these are your grandparents standing on line waiting to see Star Wars. Time flies when you're having fun. But, but never in a million years would I thought I would walk into a bank wearing a bandana asking for money. That's right. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd be doing that? No, it's, it's our funny grandparents we should say neither. when we were we we were, you know, we most of our I, I was thinking about the other day, really Christmas Christmas week and New Year's, it really was just you and me. We didn't really have any visitors. We didn't do that. Except on our anniversary, we went up to Flemington and had lunch with Bruce and Linda. We, and we is went out that to lunch where, with them. Oh, that's right. That's where we sat. And so we were sitting in the restaurant, uh-huh. this nice little Italian restaurant with Bruce and Linda DeBacco. Uh, we invited them to join us for an anniversary dinner because we had nobody else. No family. <laughs> so um, anyway, they were, we had a wonderful time. We were sitting in the restaurant uh, on that afternoon, and all of a sudden in the door walked these young People, Young guys, yeah, kind of yeah. tough looking, yeah, but Five with, or six. With, with bandanas and masks on. I said, right. if this were last year, we all would have hit the floor. Yeah, you know, don't shoot, <laughs> we would have been under the table by now. And they were <laughs> probably very nice young people, but right. you know, they but were, they were wearing instead of the typical mask that you they were see, wearing surgical masks, those um bandanas that the mm-hmm. triangular yeah. where you tied in the back, just like they would have, you know, in the old west. <laughs> Uh, times have changed. They have. Times they have changed. Have. And it's uh, But as I told Claire, I I you know, the silliest thing I bought last year was that 2020 planner because <coughs> I'm one I love to sit with the calendar and and plot things out and of course being a liturgical musician, you're always planning weeks and weeks in advance and looking at when the big feast days are and all, and all that and I thought do I dare even buy one for 2021? 20, I'm not used to saying 2021 yet. Have you had to write it yet? A check or something? Just today I had to write it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to cross so. out the zero and put in the one? <laughs> yeah, I turned it into it. <laughs> it's going to be tough to turn a zero into a one. I know. It's it's a big smudge. That's right. It's easy. If it was one, you know, one to two you could do. 
one to three or, or zero, really with a zero, you really can't turn it into anything. Not an eight, maybe. An eight, a big eight. Yeah. <laughs> a big fat eight. <laughs> a gigantic eight at the uh-huh. end of that. Oh, dear. So well, you, were you going to share something? Well, there? yeah, I saw something silly again. Like I, I scroll, and, and but this one came across, and it just made me chuckle. And you know, we all need a good little laugh now and then. But um, one, one mentioned that I never thought the comment "I wouldn't touch him with a six foot pole" would ever become like a national policy. Right. Him or her, I suppose. That's right. I wouldn't touch them with six. And then I need to practice social distancing from the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Especially after these holidays, we ate your lasagna for about yeah, six. It lasted days. lasted about six, five or six days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was very very good. It was a big lasagna, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the meatballs. I made some meatball sandwiches, a couple of sausage sandwiches. There was some meat left over, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then of course we had a lot. You and I, you know, it was just the two of us. And in the dining room, you put on the whole dining room table, <laughs> just filled with cookies and candy and. I thought, As if why? we were having company, <laughs> well, isn't that silly? You said, "Oh, I just this is the sweet table." Yeah, for you <laughs> for and who? me, we're gonna. And oh I said, God. finally, I said, "Get it out of here," because I keep picking at it. It's- yeah, well, you get different little gifts, especially at at the church. You know, people will give me a little box of candy, or we had a luncheon and we exchanged and. The, the the gift the common gift seemed to be these Belgian chocolates so I bring it all home, and um, I also have these lovely Lennox dishes. I collect Lennox, and from when I was a teacher, every Christmas you know the children would bring in things, and I would get these small candy dishes. So the whole dining room table is my display of Lennox, and in each dish there'd be the the chocolates, the candy canes, the variety of cookies and things. The peppermint. I got. Oh, bark, which is delicious. Bark. In fact, you brought some here today. I just finished. Mm-hmm. I love the peppermint bark. Oh yeah, from the fudge shop up there. Is it on? Is it two hundred two or twenty two? Two hundred two. Two hundred two in up Flemington. In Flemington. Yeah. They have a fudge shop, and I was going to buy you some personally. That was given to me. The um, one of our priests gave me a, a bunch of the peppermint bark, and I actually went there to the fudge shop thinking I was going to buy some for you, and the line was halfway down the street. And of course, it's not a big shop. N- no, it's like a little house. Yeah. So you can't fit many people in there or you're bumping into each right. other. And then, of course, the line has to be everyone stands six feet apart. So that's why the line was half a mile long. Sure. But um, so th- that's why you didn't get any personally from me. No, but there was plenty of it on the table. You, I know then. more than. And enough, then every time so. I washed my hands downstairs in our downstairs washroom there, oh, you smell like a pumpkin. I smell like a pie. <laughs> A pumpkin apple pie. Uh, <laughs> where'd you get that stuff? <laughs> Here I wash my hands. Mm, something smells good. I know. I know that stuff. It was and pumpkin. What was a pumpkin? A- pumpkin apple. What pumpkin apple from um, <laughs> Bath and Body Works. I wanted to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You go and you buy these like luxurious hand soaps and and creams for dry skin, but they're they're edible. I mean, that you just want to bite into your hand. Yeah, well, that's every time I wash my hands, I smell like have a, a pie. cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a pie. And I love that. And candles, too. But, you know, you get a candle, and it's called Christmas cookie. And you just, you get hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, Emily made those. Wonderful. Thank you, Emily. She, she brought stopped you. over here for my birthday. Gave me those cookies. Those, those chocolate, chocolate chips. chips. Yeah. Mm, yeah, those went pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, they were good. I ate half of them on the way home that <laughs> night. <laughs> I know, and I ate the other half the other day. <laughs> 
So, but that's it. It's a new year. <laughs> but, you know, I read something, too, very valuable to know. You, everybody looks for the, what's the diet now, you know, the South Beach or Weight Watchers or this, that, or the other thing. Whatever system you're going to try to stay healthy and, and eat right or maybe drop a couple of those cookie pounds, make sure the diet includes chocolate. And this is why. Mm-hmm. The dinosaurs didn't have chocolate, and look what happened to them. That's right. They're not even around anymore. That's right. So. Although dark chocolate, every every uh, thing you read about dark chocolate is mm-hmm. it's good for you. Well, it's also in moderation. You can't sit and eat like, like a Like that peppermint ounce. bark was delicious dark chocolate. I know, if you have a little square. So what's the right amount to have? Mm. That takes a little research. But it was, it was, you know, it's good for you. Dark chocolate, it's good for your mood. Well, I think because it comes from cocoa bean and a bean is a vegetable so ultimately it's a vegetable like coffee yeah i I sprinkle it on my salad chunks of chocolate yeah it was very very good i don't know well they it's the fudge shop so it should be good and there it's if you want to treat yourself i i don't know i'm not promoting giving them them enough publicity now they should send us down a free box i know but i'll just state a fact they do chocolate covered um fruit so you, you know you're you're used to common are the chocolate-covered strawberries, but they'll have apricots and blueberries and all sorts of other fruits. So you feel like I'm getting a a healthy portion of something. Well, like chocolate-covered cherries are good. Oh, dipped in dark chocolate? Mm, yeah. Good. Uh, and strawberries, but mm-hmm. I, other fruit? No, but other, yeah. Although we did have, apricots, you peaches. did buy me that big apple <laughs> that was covered in chocolate. Oh, those... I'm sure people have seen I haven't them. weighed myself, but I'm afraid to. <laughs> yeah, we Christmas wait. was just like constantly eating that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like like you get down the shore, though, caramel apples. But these, a variety of different shops will, will sell them. Not only dipped in caramel, but then covered in dark chocolate and then dipped again in nuts or sprinkles or coconut. We made that our New Year's Day dessert. Oh, yes. That was our, to eat yeah. that apple. It was, it was healthy. Was it? Yeah, you nice, know, I should have apple. asked Arlene because she makes a lot of desserts. What a disaster. So Jim made a beautiful dinner for Christmas. Lasagna, day when meatballs, I got home. sausage. And the day before, I said, I'll make dessert. And I prepared a chocolate mousse. Well, <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be frothy and Lucy. airy and light. Lucy, was, what is this? We could have paved our driveway with this stuff. It was like cement. So something went awry. But that's okay. We had our table of sweets. We did. (laughs) (laughs) But that was the farthest thing from moose. Yeah, but there was an odd ingredient, wasn't there, that we didn't put in there or you didn't put in there? Or, first of all, raw egg. And you never baked it in any way. No, and that was was actually out of the um, Vatican cookbook. cookbook. In fact, I made, on New Year's Day, I made the potatoes out of the Vatican cookbook. They were very good. I'm determined to conquer the moose. Mm -hmm. Not that we need more chocolate things, but I just wonder what went wrong. Hmm. And it didn't say to, to I, I was a little concerned that there just gonna, was going to be a raw egg in it without cooking it. I went online and I looked at other recipes. I mean, you could just look up. There's a zillion of, of uh, recipes on, if you Google them, several other mousse recipes called for that raw egg. And again, it's not, but look at Rocky. Didn't he down five eggs every morning? Yeah, but he also ran those steps at the art museum. Yeah, so there's something he wrong He ran with it off. Him. Yeah, there was something wrong with him. But, uh, <laughs> hey, Adrian. Yeah. I got a bellyache. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was the raw eggs you ate, Rocky. <laughs> um, uh, no, but didn't someone say meringue is just whipped egg whites, right. not baked? 
whether you bake the meringue. Mm. You can tell we're not very... Um, well, not into those uh, more... I, all I know is desserts. I got my mother's recipe for the sauce. And it was bravissimo. And you you had to be out New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve because you were doing the masses, and then mm-hmm. midnight mass, then Christmas Day. But Christmas Eve around 5 o'clock, I started cooking the sauce. You said the house smelled It smelled just like my mother's house. It was oh. great. And then I then I had to make the meatballs. And, of course, you put raw egg in the meatballs, but you cook, you bake but them. But those are cooked. Yeah, you yeah. cook yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And then I, I layered the lasagna eventually with the... The cheeses and all kinds of stuff. It was marvelous. And you know what? We had no room for moose anyway. So no, that was no, absolutely no. fun. It was just us. Yes. But it was nice. It was a nice a nice Christmas. I think nice it was. Nice Christmas. Nice New Year's. Very it's quiet. New Year's too. And we broke it up by meeting Bruce and Linda, had a little little visit with them. That was very nice. The only people we saw the whole time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Although yeah. we should, our, our, our grandchildren didn't stop by on my birthday yeah. to exchange gifts real quick. So. And we do the Zoom. You know, people say, well, do you do FaceTime and stuff? We do. But you know, as well as I do, it's not the same sitting on laps and laying on the floor and playing, you know, at least with the babies. Mm, no, not, not not quite the same. But we are going to keep a hopeful, positive spirit. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, my friends, you know, will uh, be here for you. And I'm hoping that you uh, will have a lot of new listeners, people who have given up on all the, the social media and all the... Uh, talk radio and the political stuff and just come here and and get as bishop sheen would say what you need to know you that's know? right not what uh, you want to hear necessarily but what you need to know what you really need to know a harbor of peace and comfort just shut all the other stuff off it's over now yeah and uh and i was listening and we put father john ricardo back on at eight o'clock in the morning oh he's popular weekdays and he's great he really is very i was listening to him on the way in this morning very 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 good teachings so if you're looking for a, a morning, uh, maybe you have a you know an hour there between eight and nine, or you have to drive to work or wherever, put on uh, Father John Ricardo eight o'clock here on these stations. Uh, he's wonderful, gives wonderful teachings. He's a, a wonderful priest, and I understand now he's no longer even doing parish work. He's more involved in evangelization, so he's oh. kind of expanding. Oh. Hopefully, although I don't think he's doing it yet. Public speaking, you can't. Right. But, uh, Wouldn't maybe, that be a wonderful celebration? Mm. Once people can gather, we would love to gather with all of you listeners and have a big family reunion with hugs and smiles. That's right. All right, let's take a break. And then uh, coming up will be our friend Deacon Anthony Seo to talk about St. Joseph. So stay where you are, my friends. There is more to come on Friday Live.
Well, welcome back, friends, and happy to have you here on this first program in 2021. And as I said earlier today, uh, to, to enter and into this brand new year, uh, we have two of our favorite people as guests. And right now we want to bring to you 
our dear friend with his senior spirituality segment, Deacon Anthony Seo. Deacon, welcome and Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you and to all the listeners. I am so happy to be with you in this new year. It's great. Uh, You know what? I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great year. I know I'm optimistic. I'm overly optimistic. (laughs) But I really believe that it's going to be a great year. Well, that's it's a good way to expend energy. You know, why be negative? Let's be positive and hope for the best. <laughs> exactly right. I agree with that 100%. Well, I know this is a special year uh, in many ways, of course, but Holy Father uh, Pope Francis has asked us to dedicate this year to uh, St. Joseph, and I, I believe that is your topic today. Yes. You know, it's, it's really been um, in my mind, rattling around in my brain, since Pope Francis declared this the year of St. Joseph, is his beautiful apostolic letter where he talked about St. Joseph. And the letter itself, I think, is amazing. And I just urge everyone to, to, to read this. It's a short letter. It's a short apostolic letter. Mm-hmm. It can be found on the Vatican website and probably accessed through EWTN as well. It's just a beautiful letter. And in it, he just talks about the qualities of St. Joseph. Um, and, and the things that he mentioned are things that I think resonate with all of us. I know that I talk about senior spirituality, and maybe because as I get older, I start to look at some of these qualities of St. Joseph, and they really resonate with me more. So in this letter, Pope Francis tells us that St. Joseph is a beloved father, a tender father, an obedient father, tells us that he's an accepting father, and that's one that I think is really starting to, to, to kind of touch me more as, as I get older. Uh, he talks about him being a courageous father, a father who teaches value, dignity, and the joy of work, and also a father who is in the shadows. And I think that, you know, you know we don't know a lot about St. Joseph. We don't, we don't hear very much about him. But the small amount that we do just shows an individual who, whenever he needed to make a decision, he made a decision based upon where God was leading him, um, in terms of how he took in Mary, in terms of how he um, was such a good father to Jesus, and, and taught him this, what it really means to be a good person, a good man, and gives a good example to us. So I, as, I, as I read the apostolic letter, which also... Um, talks about in this year, there's also the opportunity for a plenary indulgence. But as I read the letter and continue to read the letter, it's, it's just striking me how important St. Joseph is in our lives and how if we are able to emulate him, we are really able to be the person that God created us to be. It's such a deep, rich letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 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 one of the areas I mentioned that, that seems to be striking me, I guess, um, as I get older, is when he talks about being an accepting father. And I think that's important because what ends up happening in our lives is there are things that we don't have any control over. Right? We, 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 we can't control what happens to us. We can only control what we do about it. And to be an accepting person means that we have to have faith in our Lord, understand that, the circumstances that are going to pose themselves to us are things that we need to be able to accept God's grace and God's love and be able to 
and I handle what happens to us in, in a dignified way, in a way that le- maybe leads others closer uh, to Christ as well. So I, I see that being important. I guess when I look at St. Joseph's life, I also begin to see how important he is as a character uh, rel- relative to the salvation history. Right? You know, all during, all during Advent, we heard great readings um, prophets and from John the Baptist, and we heard, we heard all about those people who, were, who took a part in salvation history, who by their actions allowed the movement of Christ to move forward, the, allowed the, um, the loving forgiveness and kindness of our Lord to move forward. So we see it, we see it in Mary, we see it in her yes, right? and we see it in St. Joseph, we see it in his yes, that part of life. Um, that brings us through salvation history. And I think that's a good meditation for us. As we begin this new year, as we start to look ahead, we start to think about what are we going to do with our lives? How are we going to change our lives? How are we going to be the person that that God is asking us to be? Um, How are we going to make straight that path, okay, Mm -hmm. that that we've continued to hear during life? Make straight that path. We're going to be able to do it in this coming year. Doesn't mean there's not going to be... um, hills and valleys and rocks that we need to get around and, and obstacles that we need to get past. But how do we handle all of those things with the heart of St. Joseph? And that's kind of a thought that really is ringing with me as we begin this new year. Well, you know, Deacon, as you say, and, and, and I've been a, a great uh, a great friend of St. Joseph and vice versa for uh, my life, but especially when I first became a father, and you know, I, I I go to him even now as as a grandfather, and still as a father to my children. Um, but when you think about and meditate on the fact that in Scripture, we don't hear and read one spoken word that Saint Joseph spoke. We know he spoke, but we don't read anything that he did speak. But yet we see he acted. He was a man of action and a man of true faithfulness to the Lord's uh, prompting and, and inspiration without a word. And, and, that's, and that's exactly true. We're looking at his actions, and I think that in, in our lives, um, people respond to us by our actions as well. We can say a lot of words, but people look at what we do. We look at each other, and we look at the actions, uh, because actions do speak louder than words, and you're exactly right. With St. Joseph, the actions in his lives in his life, um, just show us the way to go. And while we might look at St. Joseph and say it's, it's a figure that you know men can relate to, and I think that's true, just as men can relate to the Blessed Mother, because we see her life uh, in such an important way, I think women can relate to St. Joseph as well, because to look to see what it is to be a loving, you know, what, what a loving father looks like, what a loving husband looks like, what a loving man looks like. So I think all of us are able to relate to St. Joseph in such an important way, as you said, because we see his actions, because we see the decisions that he made in his life. They're beautiful decisions. Um, there, there's something in, in the apostolic letter that I, that I really want to share, too, because I think as a father, as a grandfather, as a husband, I look at this, and, I, and, and it really resonates a lot. When, um, when Pope Francis talks about St. Joseph being a father in the shadows, it, it, it's hard to understand maybe at first what he means, but what he's saying in there is that he um, introduced this child 
to the reality of life. We don't hold our children back. We don't want to be overprotective and possessive. We want to be able to teach them to be capable of deciding for themselves, enjoying the freedom and exploring, exploring new possibilities. So Joseph is traditionally called the most chaste father, not simply a sign of his affection, but the summation of his attitude as the opposite of possessiveness. He, he taught our Lord, and he represents to us a person who um, was able to allow Jesus to become Jesus. To, um, to, to, to allow him to grow and to allow him to learn and to allow him to explore those vistas. And that's as parents, as father, we really need to be. Every child is a bearer of unique mysteries that can only be brought to light with the help of a father who respects the child's freedom. So the other lesson that we learn that's really hidden in the shadows is what it really means to be able to nurture a child, to be a good person, a good citizen, right? a good human being. Mm. Um, so, so there's there 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 is so much depth in Saint Joseph's life, and in the apostolic exhortation, apostolic letter rather, you know, Pope Francis asks us to pray to Saint Joseph. There's a prayer in the letter. You know, pray to say that prayer allow us ourselves to meditate on St. Joseph's life, so that through this coming year, we too can become more like him with those qualities and those traits that allow us to be such a wonderful human being to others. He certainly is um, a model for for men and women, as you say, and, and to help our children grow and uh, look to St. Joseph for guidance. You know, it's it's easy for us as parents to do for the children to hover if you will and overprotect yes. them sometimes we have to just step back in the shadow and and let them make a mistake and and learn you know as as long as their safety is not in at risk you know and, and it's it's difficult for us to do that but i also think how timely this is i i'm sure it's no coincidence with the world in such chaotic upheaval that we need a good solid leader man figure like saint joseph to say all right you know stop stop the merry-go-round and and let's get back on the correct path of how to live I think you nailed that exactly. The timing is perfect, and I think the Pope, in his wisdom, it looked at this time and realized that this is a great time for us to be able to look at, at St. Joseph as a role model in society. Mm-hmm. So we don't get caught up in all the things that are, all the things that are taking our, our, our focus away from right. uh, watching our Lord. One of the other things that I'm involved in is I, I'm, I'm, I help to direct the Man Up uh, South Jersey Conference in the Diocese of Camden. And uh, we're beginning to plan uh, for, hopefully, God willing, for the conference in November of 21. But one of the first things that we did three years ago when we first formed as a committee, very first order of business that we did was to choose St. Joseph as the patron saint of our Main Up South Jersey organization and to create a prayer so that we begin our every meeting Every, any, anything that relates to our man-up work, we begin with this particular prayer to St. Joseph so that we're able to have him as our spiritual director, in a way, um, so that we, we can be guided by um, his, his manhood 
and, and, and the way that he looked at being a father and being a husband and, and, and being a human being uh, that he that he was. So there's I think there's so much. And I think if we can look at a devotion to St. Saint Joseph in this year, I really do think that we can allow ourselves to just um, elevate above this, this discourse and this, this dissonance that we hear and see that distract us from finding our way to our Lord. I, I really do believe that, that, that he's a great path to us being closer to Jesus this year. Mm, beautiful. And, uh, you know, I, in the litany of St. Joseph, of course, there's many, many uh, titles, but I, I love when uh, toward the end of the litany, it refers to St. Joseph as the terror of demons. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the demons yes. fear him. Mm-hmm. And this is how strong he is and how powerful he yeah. is. Uh, and, and we should go to him often, especially as it comes to protecting our, our home and our families. Uh, but even our country and our church, you know, he's the protector of the yes. universal church. And we need that now today, too. I think it's, it's yes. been, he's been quiet and he's been in the shadows. But uh, now is his time. And I think he's being brought forward right now for this time in history. He was saving I, himself. We need him now. <laughs> I, I could not agree with you more. And I, and I really do think that that's exactly what we're looking at. It's the perfect time for him. Even though we hear all these wonderful things, he was, he was tender and loving and obedient and welcoming. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is he was all those things, but with power and with strength. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. The, the strength that we need to be able to look at as support for us uh, in the times that we're going through. A lot to look forward to, and I think that uh, I, I know that St. Joseph is going to be my companion, my very close companion, as I go through this coming year. Okay. Well, a lot to look forward to, Deacon Anthony Co. and we look forward to having you join us each month with all these wonderful words of wisdom and teachings that you bring us, and we can't thank you enough for all that you do for us here at Domestic Church Media. It is simply my pleasure. I am so happy to be with you. I'm so happy to be a part of it. And um, God bless all of you, and Happy New Year. May you be blessed in every way imaginable. And you too. God bless you. And friend, Thank you. Friend, you stay where you are. Going to come back with more. Don't go away. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. Every single day, I get to help our listeners of the Sunrise Morning Show wake up, find out what's going on in the church and the world, and then walk with them as we all seek to grow in knowledge and love of Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. I mean, how could it get any better? The Sunrise Morning Show with Anna Mitchell and Matt Swain. Heard right here on Domestic Church Media weekday mornings at 7. It started like it does for many people, question my faith and question authority. And I feel that the reason why I left was the, the draw of the world. The world was pulling me away. Some people would say, you know, Satan would, you know, Satan was working on me. He did not want me in church. He wanted me to be desperate. He wanted me to have the thoughts of suicide. I started to realize that a lot of the things that I experienced in my life were a result of my rebellion against God and against authority. Coming back to the church is the first step in healing from all of the hurts of the world. I went from being desperate and in despair to finding hope and encouragement for for the future. I'm on God's team. I, I know who I belong to and I know where I'm going and there's nothing that can separate me from God's love. Take another look at the Catholic Church. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. 
Have you downloaded the Domestic Church Media app for all your mobile devices? It's free and enables you to stay in touch with Domestic Church Media and all we have to offer. You can tune into our live broadcast 24-7 as well as listen to our archives and podcasts. And you can even watch our local DCM programs live on our YouTube channel or watch the archive programs all on your phone or tablet. In addition to all things DCM, you'll also... I don't know what happened. <laughs> Remember, this is the practice session. We'll be all together packaged tightly next Friday. I hit the wrong button. Well, <laughs> better you than me. I know. I was I was over uh, in my easy chair there. I almost <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be better as we go along. We're getting, we're getting, right. we're getting better at this every day, aren't we? I think so. <laughs> been, I can only pray. It's been 26 years, but that's all right. <laughs> I was looking at, I have pictures in the back there, and I, I don't know where they came from, but in my office, they were okay. in a box. Yeah. It looks like something you would have put together, just a box of memorabilia hmm. and pictures of us at, at with Bob and Penny Lord at the- Oh, uh, yes. One time you asked me to collect all those photos because they would be in different places, whether it was our own personal photo album or- I would also I also keep binders like scrapbooks of letters and pictures from radio events, mm -hmm. letters from listeners, and you were going to do something. I don't know if you were going to make one of those like collages with all those pictures or I don't know what I was something do. in the you don't remember what you were going to do. No, but I but, one of the pictures is of us and you and me and it was from 1999, you and me and the children at one of those Catholic marketing network conventions. Right. With a young Raymond Oh, Remember that time we found Raymond? He was brand right. new. That's right. People didn't... Raymond Arroyo was brand new at the yeah. network, and he was at this thing. And I was, I, we were doing live radio. Right. And you and the kids came running. And you had him by the hand. Look, we found, we found, we found a guest. I, I remember <laughs> running down the aisle with him because we only had a few moments or right. something. We were running. And to I your told table. you and the kids to go find me a guest. I'm doing live. I need someone to talk to. And, and remember, they came back with that big tomato and cucumber. Was that um, the same? Con that was a different convention. Tales? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. That was the Baltimore convention. Yeah. I think. These giant vegetables. The veggie tails were there. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but you came running with Raymond, a young Raymond. I saw the yes. picture. It's young Raymond. It's 20 years yeah. ago, 20, 22 years ago. Right when he first got started with the network. Yeah, he was brand new. Oh. So all this, all these, and then pictures Fun to of look us at, at yeah. other stations when we where we were. Picture of us at the Camden station and with Father Yozo. Remember that Father Yozo. Oh, from Medjugorje. Medjugorje. He was our first interview. That's right. We did. At, he was here visiting someone. He was trying to raise money for an orphanage over there. Okay. And it was an event at a mansion down in Cherry Hill. Yes. And you and I and the kids went down there. And That's we were, right. you know, I had my radio gear and the kids were there. Remember that? Yes. And it was in this mansion and we sat down in this large sitting room. There were beautiful, you know, chairs. And some woman came over and looked down at me, literally looked down at me, Ooh. and said, can I help you? I said, well, I'm waiting to interview Father Yozo. Well, you'll have to wait over there. <laughs> we weren't get out good of the enough chair. for that velvet couch. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. Yes. that was something. Mm -hmm. And, of course, being the good, calm Italian that I am, I, I just graciously agree. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Are you, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> We've learned. It was We've the gotten... first the first radio interview we ever did, <laughs> Catholic radio interview. That's right. And it was Father Yozo, and we went, and he had an. I think he had an interpreter. I don't think he spoke English. No. He must have been speaking Croatian. Mm -hmm. 
We went now, in that back room. A, there's a winter project if we ever got a snow day. I had that interview, by the way. I still have it on cassette oh tape. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's down old. in our archives in the basement, all those cassette, cassette tapes. That'll be high uh, quality. Have you ever seen how many boxes of cassette I tapes know. I have down there? I know. It takes They're all, all, I mean, programs that are 20, 20, well, 25 years old. But are they dated or are they labeled what they are? They're dated. I was very good about that. Mm-hmm. Everyone is dated. But the, the of what the content might be. I mean, you might have a date, but do you know who the guest was? If there was a guest, the guest is written on there. Father okay, Groeschel, well, Mother. Yeah. We had a lot of guests in those days, uh, in the early days. Not that you'd have to go back and listen to them all. To no, I, the I labeled it, but there was a guest. Smart. Well, you've aired some of Mother Angelica's. Those yes, well, those really... those I have in a special place because yeah. they're they, they are special. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we had Father Groeschel on a few a number of times. Father Andrew Father was always he was always willing to come on and right. talk with us. May they all rest in mm. peace, my goodness. Yeah, they're they're uh... and we're still kicking. Praise God. Well, praise God, but you know, there may come a time when you may have to like just take those tapes and do the best of Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to put me behind that Remembering board? Jim. Oh, talk about pushing the wrong buttons. Well, yeah, what what will happen? Well, the board, you my, you know, our board of directors worries about that sometimes. They worry about that sometimes. <laughs> Who's going to fill your shoes? They've been talking about it the past couple of years. Like, <laughs> shouldn't we have a successor? Why? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm not planning anything. Do you know something I don't? Is know? there a coup coming up that I'm not? I don't know oh, about. Please, let's not go there. Oh, but they dear. do uh, every now and then bring it up. I Father know. Tim would say that. My my spiritual director would say, mm. "Have you thought about a successor?" No, not yet. <laughs> That's like saying, "Have you thought about dying?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not retiring, obviously. No, but, but uh, there will come a day for the sake of the you know the apostolate. Sure, the apostolate. Would well, actually, I, I can't make an official announcement, but we have. I have been in conversation with. Um, some young people and uh, people who I think would be good younger to kind of. Younger than us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, they're younger than us. Aren't most people? <laughs> they're younger than us. And to bring them in because I think it's a good thing to uh, yes. bring, especially young. You know, that's, uh, and again, we have a board of directors meeting tomorrow morning. And I, and I do want to bring up, you know, our our contemporaries are still listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. They're here. They're, thanks be to God. But the generations behind us, they're not listening to the radio. They're, they're listening to other things, podcasts, they're watching mm-hmm. YouTube. Uh, so there's other places we have to make sure we have a strong presence. If, we, if our true mission is to evangelize, we have to reach those, those young people mm-hmm. and where they are. You know, right. they're not going to come here to the radio station. They're going to, mm. they're going to, you know, they're going to want to be. Uh... You know, it's interesting you say that I recently um, connected online with some people that I graduated with. And um, musicians, you know, and we'll talk about our jobs and our commutes. And many people drive many, many miles to do what they do. And the question always comes up, well, what do you listen to when when you're driving? I thought, well, my answer, I listen to the radio. Mm -hmm. But they are listening. Well, I listen to podcasts or I those audio books. You know, you listen to books being read. Like not many people just flip on the radio dial. And the newer cars. They don't even have radios in No, they don't. They don't have radios in All right. Well, our time is up, so we want to thank you for being here. Thanks to our friends Claire Dwyer and Deacon Anthony Seal for being with us, Jim Hoffman's weather, and uh, God willing, we'll be back next Friday. So enjoy the rest of your day and have a great weekend. Bye now.